my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is for those working in jobs where long hours are considered the norm. You can make life sustainable by aiming for a work week that, well, longer than 40 hours, is not terrible. In many cases, it may be fairly close to where you are already, at least on average. And building your life with this in mind can make you be more mindful of time in general. So from time to time, some study will claim to find that people in certain jobs are working ridiculous numbers of hours. And there are certainly places where people are working long, nights, weekends, and so forth. But these headline numbers are almost always obtained through recollection and estimation, not from people actually keeping track of their time over a length of time that might give you an honest result. Surveys often ask, how much do you work during a typical week? But what is a typical week? I have found over the years that it is rarely the week where you had a day off, or came in late one morning, or went home early one night when work was slow. We have a tendency to remember our worst weeks as typical. Furthermore, most people don't know that there are 168 hours in a week. There is no rational attempt to account for proportions. Plus, in our competitive world, no one wants to be the guy saying, hey, I work 50 hours a week, when everyone around him is claiming to work 90. But there has been some research into this, and it turns out that the farther north people claim to be from 40 hours, the more likely they are to be overestimating. I have personally seen time logs from people working in all kinds of companies that have a reputation for being white-collar sweatshops. And the reality is that intense jobs often require somewhere around 60 to 65 hours a week long-term. It just feels like 90 because, well, everyone's working hard and long and no one is actually tracking it. So we just put a high number on it. And numbers like 90 sound good. But the good news is that if you are working 60 to 65 hours a week long term, you can account for this time and account for the time that is not spent at work, too. There are 168 hours in a week. If you work 60 hours and sleep and shower for eight hours a day, which is 56 hours per week, 
that leaves 52 hours for other things. Now, of course, it's not as much time as we might want, but it is not nothing either. Anyway, if you are working 60 hours a week, over the long term, you could try aiming for 56. Why 56? Well, I like that number because it makes the week balanced in a way. With 168 hours in a week, if you work 56, sleep and do personal care for 56, then that leaves 56 hours for other things. That is a reasonable amount of time. It's enough to see family, to exercise, read, maybe do some hobbies too. In any case, if you are in an extreme job, try tracking your time for a few weeks and see where you land. If it is between 60 and 65 hours when you average six weeks of data, then you've got a roadmap for getting to 56. See if you can come in half an hour later some days. Oftentimes, when people need to work late, no one's noticing exactly what time people start. Or maybe you could leave half an hour earlier some days. Or take a slightly longer break in the middle of your days and consciously use this time for something rejuvenating. Create a window for work on weekends, because if you're working that kind of hours, you probably are working on weekends, but nudge all work into that smaller window. The truth is that 56 hours is still a really, really long work week. If you start work at 9 a.m. most days and work to 9 p.m. most days with 90 minutes of non-working time in the middle at various points, that is 10.5 hours per workday, which theoretically gets you to 52.5 by Friday night. But it doesn't really. You probably check out a little bit earlier on Fridays, let's say 6 p.m. So that gets us down to 49.5 hours. To hit 56 hours, you'd wind up working seven hours or so on the weekend, which is what many people in extreme jobs do, either a full nine to five type workday with an hour off somewhere in the middle, or spread over two days on and off. Now, this is a lot of time, but the key thing is it is not all your time. Especially if some of this work time is logged at home, as many people are doing these days, you could go for a half hour run three days a week during your middle of the day time off. You could have breakfast with your kids most days in the morning, or have a glass of wine with your spouse after work a night or two a week. You could attend worship services over the weekend and go on a bike ride with a friend. All these things are possible even for someone who is theoretically working from 9 to 9 every day and on weekends too. Because it may not always be like that. And even when it is, there is some time there if you're mindful about it. But when you assume you are working 90 hours a week because everyone else claims to be working 90 hours a week, well, then you assume there is no time for anything else. And so you don't seize the time that is there. Your leisure time has nothing in it, and so it feels unmemorable. And that makes the work time seem even more pronounced than it is. Now, I am not denying that there are horrible situations or sometimes horrible weeks. But it behooves everyone, and particularly those in extreme jobs, to try tracking their hours. Once you know the number, there may be a reasonable path to get to something that feels sustainable. For many people, a 56-56-56 split can work okay over the long term. It's not 40, but you know what? 
these jobs tend not to pay like 40. So this is a way to honor that reality, but make them work for you too. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That Before Breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.